Or even to the the wings of uh, the beetle shield. You know I mean? <laughs> so with Who's Ringo, I, uh, I I don't know. Triple H is Ringo. <laughs> I think I th- here we go. I think Roman is uh, John. I think okay. You know, Dean might be Ringo. No, no, because George... Ringo's funny. <laughs> George was really funny. And he actually had, like, kind of, especially now, for me to listen to, the better solo Oh, career. George is my favorite Beatle, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the accepted opinion, I think. But, <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who, like, I feel like Dean was, like, he's, like, a weirdo. He's, like, kind of unhinged. I feel like that's the, I get a Ringo vibe. It's yeah. Georgia Ringo, I think. Just because, like. Could George- be George Ringo. So that makes Seth Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, this all adds up now. But I asked you a question. I asked you. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I went off on a Beatles tangent. Hello and welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadoro introduces wrestling to me, Rachel Millman, a new fan. Hi. Hey, what's up? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to like remember the last time I saw you and it can't have been like more than a week, but I don't. My brain has, like, so many holes in it I think it was the last time I recorded, and I can't remember what we even recorded. We recorded with Colette. Okay, that was the last time. That wonderful episode that you've already heard and loved. Yes, that you love. Thank you for all the positive feedback about Uh, it. We are sorry we (laughs) recorded it before Kevin Nash's wonderful I Voted Instagram selfie. Oh, my God. It was so good. He (laughs) was like, cool new system where Democrats vote today and Republicans vote tomorrow. Because he's big, woke, sexy man now. (laughs) Like, I was a little afraid when we were on that episode when I was like, he's actually, like, quasi-woke. And, like, he's not, I don't mean it as he was, he's perfect at all. But, like. No, he was like, they should do the show in Saudi Arabia. Like, he's not, he's not good. (laughs) But. But (laughs) He, grading on a curve, as we often do. Doing a good job. Like, Republicans, I don't know, there's something really charming to me about an old person always saying, Republicans vote tomorrow. Yeah, it's very (laughs) cute. It's a cute, like, dad joke. Yeah. Like, a dad with good politics joke. Yeah, and it's charming out of a person (laughs) who comes from the background that they do. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we have a guest today. We do! Our guest, Allie West, is here. Hello! Of Friends of the Table fame. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Thank you for coming. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, this was super exciting. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the show. And you said <laughs> that you started watching. Did you start watching wrestling because of the Shield? Basically, oh my uh, God. yeah. So like a friend of mine would just share gifts of them, like hugging and celebrating a lot. That is how you get people. <laughs> exactly. That is how you get Twitter people. gifts is the thing. And they were just like three handsome dudes who liked being around each other. And I was like, I'll sign up for that. I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me because that's like I've, I've said this on this podcast many times, but like I just love. Like homosocial bonding. <laughs> that is what like brought me to wrestling. It was just dudes, guys being dudes. Guys being dudes, dudes being guys. Yeah. What's better than that? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, because like I get that enthusiasts who have been in it for a long time are like, oh, I know how I can get you. I can get you to like the thing that I like now from my position. So I'm going to have you watch four hours of this. And most people are like, no, no, no. But if you show someone a gif of Kota Abushi's back, you'll be like, oh, I'm very interested right. in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I really like this recruitment option. Yeah, so how did it go? How did you, how did you go from gifts to being a wrestling fan? 
Um, well, I just kind of like went to my friend's apartment one day and I essentially gave you like the list that he gave me, which was like, this is what the shield is. This is their first match. Oh, it's cool. This is when they started to break up. Yeah. (laughs) This is when they started to break up. And then I included some of the clips from like when I started watching when it was like the big Seth Dean feud time and they were trying to figure out what to do with Roman Reigns at that point. Mm. But I guess y'all since understand what happened to Roman Reigns from <laughs> to then. To a certain degree. I keep my blinders on. Okay. But okay. like, I mean, it's kind of impossible to avoid if I've looked, watched like more than two WWE events <laughs> this year. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like any recent announcements with his personal life. Just kind of like, okay, they're trying something and it's not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ro- the whole Roman Reigns saga could absolutely be its own episode and probably will be. Um, but you started watching, you said the first thing you watched was Seth cashing in the briefcase, right? Yeah, it was like, hey, come over to this WrestleMania party. I know that you like the shield. <laughs> Seth is main eventing, so like, come over. And I would, like, the enthusiasm that he had when he cashed in and the, like, ridiculousness of that moment. Um, I was just like, okay, I'll keep going. I'll make this commitment to actually sit down and, like, watch wrestling matches from two years to go to, like, understand who this dude is. Um, and I had a great time doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first thing you had us watch, you had us watch their debut on the main roster, yeah. um, which, uh, was, was pretty, it was, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'll let other <laughs> people talk first. I want you to go first. Cause it seems like there's a lot that's gonna go through real, real quick. Well, just like they come out. And they look like fucking caterers or something. <laughs> and like, I don't, or like bouncers. Like, they come out they and they like have, bouncers. They have like walkie talkies on their belts. Like, they're like it's working so the event bad. or something. Do you say it's bad? It's like, it's amazing to see how much they hadn't figured out yet at yeah. the beginning. Cause they're wearing turtlenecks and they're supposed to be like SWAT dudes. Like, they hadn't even gotten the vests yet. It was so bad. <laughs> I, love, I know AliExpress wasn't a thing in like 2012, but like, they, like they ordered them from AliExpress and they were waiting there like where the shipping isn't I'm sorry it's coming from overseas I I, I bought them cheap yeah <laughs> well from what I know about WWE like that is kind of how they get a lot of their costumes oh, it's just like I, oh shit yeah. we Amazon Prime this but we Amazon Primed it to the last city and now it's not here like there's like all kinds I can't of imagine like what like being like a PA or like any sort of assistant on that is like just cause like it's not. It's one thing to be a writer and get screamed at all the time and have to teach like a very old man what a burrito is. Yeah. But like, ima- the assistant that day who's like having a meltdown, who was like, "My whole world is going to fall apart because these AliExpress Wish App ass <laughs> vests are." I have to go to the Gap and get three turtlenecks. Like I, <laughs> like I think about that and I just smile. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that was like very strange about this to me, as someone who was not watching wrestling during this time, that this is sort of like a dark period of WWE in the sense that like I don't hear a ton of people talking about it, apart from really the shield is like the main thing. Um, so it's weird to be like, oh right, like Roman Reigns and CM Punk like overlap. Like those people Oh yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns was like a thing I wrote down in my notes <laughs> because I was like, Oh my god, it's a baby. Yeah. 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 Even though he like looks 
pretty much the same, but he was wearing those blue contacts though. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Seth borrowed them at Mania this year. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, that's also the weird thing of being like a new wrestling fan and watching that and being like, wait, that's CM Punk. Like, I knew who that is, but like, what is even happening? Right. <laughs> like, and he's he, supposed to be important. What's and he, happening? Like, shithead pin Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that was funny about this to me, and I I think that the match we watched after this like helped me contextualize it a lot more, but like these guys are supposed to be like these really tough brawlers, but it takes them like three people setting up a human pyramid to uh powerbomb Ryback through a table. Like it, <laughs> it, it's it doesn't really make them look super strong, but I do think it sets the tone for like what their thing is, which is tactically strong. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're smart about like we'll go three on one. Like we don't, we'll isolate one guy and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny to me that their like main move is just like getting a guy and kicking him in the head. Yeah, like that. <laughs> more wrestlers should do that because it works. It's like Taguchi in the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how come no one thought of that? Before? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, and the the second thing was was put my Ryback watch on too, and I was really elated that I got to actually see some Ryback because. <laughs> As I've talked about before, I keep my blinders on with stuff that we're not covering just so I can, like, maintain a novice perspective in some way. But, like, Ryback is such a character of lore in, like, what Kath and LB have taught me and what, like, our Discord has taught me and, like, really all of his, like, cranking off stuff. That's, you mostly, yeah, when you say he's a character in lore, you don't mean him as a wrestler at all. You mean him as a fucking weirdo. As, like, a guy who clotheslines a bigger lady into a pool and a skinnier later lady in a different bikini with different hair comes out and it's for a supplement like i know that <laughs> right as a character of lore but like i don't actually know ryback the wrestler do you ali do you know the story about ryback at panera no okay. <laughs> so apparently this is apparently i think daniel bryan told this story yeah. about like like they would like carpool together or something and they went to panera and ryback ryback is a very very dumb man and like will admit as such like self-identifies as like a very dumb man and they went to Panera like on the like on a road trip and he couldn't he didn't understand how to order like extra meat on a sandwich and he's Ryback so he needs to eat like a lot of meat that's his whole thing so he spent $150 on chicken sandwiches at Panera (laughs) because he couldn't figure out the menu and that's Ryback. So many sandwiches. That's, that's so like, many sandwiches. That's like ten, at least I'm gonna say a dozen sandwiches. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. And he I, did not do the you pick too or anything. No. Like no, no, no. He spent 150 dollars on chicken sandwiches. Did he also get like ten apples? Like how did that even? Yeah, he like that. rotates the apples and the chips. Yeah. And then he like like pings the Panera card every time oh and gets a free God. sugar cookie every three visits or something like that. If I you could, can't tell, I used to love getting diarrhea at Panera. I could see, I could totally see Ryback uh, eating an apple in one bite like a horse. Oh, I yeah. feel like he probably like does spitting that. Out the <laughs> yeah, spitting out the core, but like he gets an apple from Panera that just eats all of it at once. Like just, a Looney Tunes oh. character. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I can just imagine that. Ryback, uh, explain yeah. here. But yeah, Ryback's cool now because he's said he doesn't mind if uh, gay guys uh, masturbate to him. So, good for him. Kudos to him. Wank, wank away, away brother. <laughs> Hashtag, thank you. <laughs> um, 
But either way, this is unfortunate. We will have an episode about Ryback someday. No, we won't. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm putting my foot down. We're not going to have an episode you, about Ryback. I'm just putting it out there. If you introduce like these weird fucking characters to me, I'll be like, yeah, no, that guy can come to my house. Let me talk to him okay. for an hour. We can, do a, we can do a Ryback episode if the guest is Ryback. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Absolutely. Would he have to teach you about something else or about himself? Our guests, I mean, if they want to teach us about something, that's cool. But, like, okay. our guests are mostly, like, let's shoot the shit and have you reveal <laughs> at least, like, one supremely weird thing about yourself or others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we ask them, like, what forums did you post on? Good. Like, that's where did you post is the ultimate question. Where did you yeah. post? What's your favorite muscle? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's they don't okay. have to talk about their wrestling if they don't want Yeah. Well, okay. While we're talking about early firm stuff in the Shield, you know that Seth's, like, first wrestling persona was like a harry potter oc what it was like serious black or something for real no way yeah no. yeah no yeah I'm no, gonna- <laughs> no, 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 no 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 i'm looking it up on wikipedia that- he, yeah 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 he even had a finishing move that was like wow this is the episode where i like where i learned to like that <laughs> I want to know about this Harry Potter thing, though. I know he was he was Tyler Black on the Indies. Yeah, so Tyler Black is a mix off of Sirius Black. And really? Like, yeah, he had the Avada Kavera as, like, one of his finishing no. moves when he was no. in the Indies. <laughs> yes, this is real. Oh, wow. Oh, man. For, yeah. I and guess, then, like, knowing all the Game of Thrones stuff, like, that doesn't surprise me that yeah, much. Yeah, I know. He yeah. just grew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, grew up is a loose term sure. here. But yeah. could get into R-rated movies. Yeah, so, like, we watched this, and then um, we watched their actual match, which, was this, like, their first pay-per-view match? Their first, like, big thing? Yeah, I think, so, I think, as far as I know what happened is that they kept just, like, attacking people in the middle of matches, and then they had that promo that I sent you guys, which is just, like, them in a room. Yeah, undisclosed room, undisclosed location. And as far as I know, they just like kept doing that throughout their career. Like they didn't get better at doing promos or find a different room or anything. (laughs) It's like so clearly backstage. It's really cute. I like specifically was looking for promos to show y'all. And like there was one where it was like the shield comes in in a helicopter and they do that. And then they walk into a car take the car to that same room and then it's just like I'm Seth Rollins I'm Roman Reigns I'm Dean Ambrose and then they they start talking about justice set disclosed (laughs) undisclosed room I love I love like the thing is is that knowing this Harry Potter knowledge about Seth and already knowing like the Game of Thrones stuff like it makes sense that a dweeb like that would adhere to like a weird formality Mm -hmm. that makes everyone inconvenienced (laughs) This is his like shield world building, which is like, oh, this is our secret base. Yeah, <laughs> our secret base from which we run out and attack people. Yeah. That's that. I I really like that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Have to go back and watch that helicopter promo. We'll put it in the notes. That's very like He Man Woman Haters Club too. <laughs> it's their man cave. Yeah, it's hundred um, percent their man cave. I the promo was interesting to me because, uh, like, like you said, it's not a great, it's not a great promo, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> We we watch promos throughout the the stuff you gave us. You can definitely see them. We'll, we'll I'll say this: you can see Dean Ambrose getting better, <laughs> and like Dean Ambrose, I think is a very interesting case for me personally because I think he is like a super charismatic performer and like an incredible promo, like a really good promo. Like, have you seen his stuff as John Moxley? 
I haven't actually. It's great. Like when he was on the indies, he's he's a great promo. He's like a really, really good actor. I kind of think he's not good at wrestling. Like, <laughs> at least for me, for my taste, like I've never been super impressed with his wrestling, but I like everything else he does. And I think he's super hot. Yeah, this yeah. is. He, I wasn't into him before this, and now I'm like, oh, Dean's hot. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, he has, <laughs> and this is not an, a, an insult to his face. He has a voice for radio. He has a really good speaking voice that I immediately was like, whoa, like you could be on NPR, which would be really funny if he were, <laughs> if his character were NPR guy. <laughs> the lunatic fringe on NPR. <laughs> that, that's somebody's sketch. I'm not going to write it, but somebody can. <laughs> If anybody from SNL listens to this, what are you doing? Uh- <laughs> so when you first watched this stuff, what did you make of all of this? I I I was surprised, like I said before, how little it was like put together, where it was clearly they just like bought these three shirts, decided they were going to wrestle together, mm-hmm. and then just did. Um, and I was also surprised by like how funny that first match is. Yeah. Because it's like very silly for three wrestlers that are SWAT dudes, right? Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. The The moment when they're like, they just decide that the way to beat Kane is like throw a bunch of shit on him and then <laughs> hug in celebration is like so <laughs> funny to me. Um, and it's just, it's like they have such like a frantic style when they're all together that you like, I guess don't see in a ton of tag teams because like you don't see three dudes work at, the same time a ton because like yeah. rules of wrestling or whatever but like that they just kind of run in they just get the job done and then they try to like get out and then if like one of them is alone it's like this like very intense moment until like off screen somebody else just comes in and like slams on top of that dude it's yeah like- they always have to form a mech <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially with like their talents but i mean it does bring out things that i hadn't seen in them like prior to for me, but since for people who have been watching this in the order it came out, um, just because like they're all like they work together really well. They bring out the best in each other. I feel yeah, for of sure. Just, like I, because like we've talked on the show before of like good rest. Seth is like a good wrestler, but like something about him doesn't quite do it for me. <laughs> and like Roman has like the obvious booking issue of just kind of like. He doesn't do it for everybody, but like together it just works so beautifully. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the thing for me that that strikes me if I'm going to like put them all together, I understand why, even though it does seem very like slapdash, I kind of understand why they were put together because you have, like I said, this guy who's like a really, really good promo. You have a guy who's a really athletic wrestler. Like Seth Rollins can do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And he, in all of the matches we watch, he takes like a lot of really crazy bumps. But in this one in particular, yeah, yeah. It, this this match is nuts. I don't want to talk about it more in detail. But like, so you have you have like the move guy, you have the promo guy, and then you have the guy with the look. He like, has the legacy yeah. guy too, who is like getting there because he's coming from the NXT. legacy guy, uh, Roman. Like, I mean, he's from a legacy family. Oh yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. He's yeah. like he's related to The Rock, right? He's like from he's like from a huge family of Samoan wrestlers. I forget who. I think he's related to the Usos. Yeah, yeah. they're cousins. Yeah, yeah, like he's cousins so they're with the Usos. That's The Rock too. They're all yeah. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, like the one situation where it's appropriate to assume that they're all related. <laughs> uh, there's like yeah, there's like two anyway. Getting off topic, but yeah. So you have yeah, like the look, the guy with the sort of the pedigree, and then you have the move guy and the promo guy. So it makes sense that you would put them all together because they all. And I think when they are put together in NXT, 
the idea was probably hopefully these guys can all learn from each other. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially you have two guys who worked a long, long time on the indies and then one guy who didn't, you know what I mean? Like that, I feel like probably, uh, was the rationale behind it. But yeah, then this match is nuts. It's crazy. I really appreciate through all of these, a, a big thing I picked up about what Seth does is Seth openly protects his head nonstop. Like, that's a guy who understands what can happen to him <laughs> and is trying to not have it happen, which I, like, respect just as, like, as a performer of, like, yeah, no, protect yourself. Keep yourself number one. Like, especially your literal brain. Yeah. Um, and maybe I noticed that because he was in a match with Daniel Bryan, but it's a thing yeah. I noticed nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also hadn't seen no, hell no. I don't understand the no. <laughs> Team hell no. Team hell no. Can you tell us a little bit about Team hell no? Do you know anything about why these people were thrown together in a tag no, team? No, not even a little bit. All I know <laughs> is that like. drew the same color straw. <laughs> all I know. Okay, so Kane is a demon. I don't know if you picked right. that up when you were watching, but Kane is a weird big demon. And then. um Daniel Bryan was this guy who was a vegan, who had a beard, who was like super over in WWE, and WWE had no idea what to do with him, and then also hated that people loved him. Right. At least is what, as far as I know. So they were like, we're going to make him heal and scream no instead of yes and work with Kane. (laughs) It feels like it's a punishment, but their matches all are really good together, so I don't know. Yeah, this was, again, as like a more recent fan, this was like one of the only things I've seen with Kane that I liked. (laughs) Where I was like, oh, Kane actually looks cool in this like he looks big and he, his clotheslines hit and they're like oh no it's big scary demon guy like again yeah. he doesn't look like an old man who's running for mayor or whatever <laughs> for libertarian mayor <laughs> congratulations to glenn jacobs oh, <laughs> once again uh i really like uh it just like it felt weirdly terrible to have brian against them just because like We've done a whole episode on Daniel Bryan, so like to see him be like on the guys who I'm not ostensibly supposed to be like tracking and rooting for. It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought there was some cool stuff in this with, um, like obviously, like we said, it's like a big brawl. And at first, again, I was like, I don't really buy these dudes as like brawlers. Like it, they're they're. Like Dean and, and Seth are like kind of small and I buy Dean as a brawler out of the three of them. I okay, this is again, I buy him as a brawler <laughs> in character. His wrestling doesn't look like it hurts. Like he wrestles like a stuntman yeah. to me. It doesn't like Maybe it's not that, impactful. Yeah. I mean, I really like the like weird hold that they do on him in one match where it's just like a guy putting his fists next to his head which yeah. clearly doesn't <laughs> hurt but he sells it really well and it's really funny yeah and like that's in the Wyatt match that I like that spot I love the Wyatt match <laughs> I I did I loved it so much we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> um but yeah there's like some cool stuff with like I like that they use the table as a platform like yes. I've never seen people do that before yeah that was really cool um yeah I like at first I was sort of like skeptical of like I don't know if I like but I don't know if I buy these dudes as these characters but then like they told a really good story I thought even amongst like this super chaotic match it was like here's who these guys are here's how they fight they're always it's the three of them versus one big guy and they beat him down and uh like you said with Taguchi and the helmet it's like how did no one figure this out before this is a very effective (laughs) Yeah, to like win a wrestling match is to just throw all your dudes at one guy. Yeah, yeah. and have them throw chairs at one guy right. <laughs> and pile a bunch of furniture. That is one of my favorite tables, ladders, and chairs things. Is when someone makes like 
a fort like on top of a dude <laughs> i love that they call it tlc because it sounds like they're about to do self-care <laughs> when i first heard people talking about the shield i've said this before i legitimately thought they meant the cop drama on fx for like a really long time and then like i heard this is before i was into wrestling i heard people like oh yeah wwe is doing tlc tonight and i was like they're on john and kate like i don't <laughs> understand what's going on here which like i would say that like now knowing what i know i would absolutely accept chris jericho on an episode of john and kate when oh, that'd be oh great. yeah that'd be, great. that'd be so good <laughs> like he's the babysitter for a day sure oh, wow. <laughs> good crossover that's just a good disney movie that <laughs> is probably oh, starring man. the rock <laughs> chris jericho having to like having like illegitimate children show up that he has to take care of is like a movie i would absolutely watch you so you remember that like vince vaughn movie that was about him being like a sperm donor and he has yes. like 200 kids what if that starred chris jericho <laughs> That'd be so good. oh my god let me uh, run hollywood <laughs> related to the name i like that the clip we watched for this was called tables comma ladders comma chairs comma shield <laughs> that would be really that's funny. very cute <laughs> all weapons and they, they gave them one like defense thing they gave them a shield they gave them one thing <laughs> and that's it you get to pick one <laughs> i i think i watched an interview with the shield where they were like supposed to have actual shields I as part of that. their gear I and they were like that. that's okay <laughs> we don't need that actually like we don't need to make it literal yeah yeah i guess that's the other thing about the shield that's kind of appealing well not appealing but like makes them not annoying is that like they're going for like kind of a cop vibe but like never get quite there yeah like they never push it to military with the the vest thing and then they try to be like kind of men of the people where like they they come down from the stairs and shit like that like yeah (laughs) that was in my notes that it's like a subtle thing of like they're the proletariat because they come through the audience even though they're like trying to not touch the audience (laughs) as much as possible and like dean as good of an actor as he is as kath pointed out dean is like very much like do not touch me me. (laughs) even more so than seth who has an actual reputation for like I have boundaries. Here they are. Um, but like Dean is very much like, no, no. You can see him like move his elbow out of the way of a few kids, which is like really funny. <laughs> the the last thing I want to say about this match uh, is that fucking Roman Reigns is really good. Yeah. Roman Reigns is so good. He's he, so good. Yeah, he's so good. He's like, the, it's the thing with the shield where like they played off of each other. And when Roman Reigns, all he had to do was like, be hot, be good, yell and celebrate the other two. Like he did all of those so well. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good at selling. Like yeah. he sells really well. When he's supposed to be hurt, he looks really hurt and mm-hmm. it's great. Like it it works perfectly. I just think that like it's such a weird fundamentals for what they ended up being, yeah. right? Because like we're going to the Wyatt's next, which is like kind of the break of the shield, but like they did basically just that for two years. They were like undefeated. Yeah, and people love them, right? Yeah, they were like super over just doing that. I mean, it, again, it makes sense, like as the the men of the people, like yeah. that people would be on board with it. It was very surreal to hear people cheering to Roman Reigns' music while, uh, <laughs> watching this, though, for sure. So the next thing you had us watch was some Wyatt stuff, and this is a couple years later, correct? Yeah. So this is after the Shield have kind of had their reign at the WWE. They're the top guys at this point. They're undefeated. Um, and as far as I know, and I think that the Wyatts were like kind of the new trio and kind of the new threat around. Um, and 
that's an interesting thing for the shield for me too because like you kind of look back and it's like okay what broke them up and it was like well the start of it was that three swamp guys cursed them I guess (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens Who among us, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, like, I could kind of tell that they were new in the Wyatt gimmick because they hadn't reached their, like, scary lantern wizard stuff. Yeah, I guess uh, True Detective was still airing, so they, <laughs> they were oh, still doing That is what I was going to say. We were talking about this before, and my thing about the Wyatts, I feel like the reason that... Cause from my memory, and I might be wrong, this is more closer to around the time when you were watching Ally, correct? Like, you weren't watching quite at this point, but pretty soon right. after, right? Yeah, I was watching soon after, yeah. In my mind, like, the Wyatts got pretty big around this point, correct? I, I think that they were big at the this point, which was 2004, but then they just kept, like, they had a, or not 2004, 2014. <laughs> Um, it's fine. You're allowed to be wrong on this show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, We're like, they were super over it. The story, as far as I know, is that they like just kind of didn't do much with them when they could have. Because it seems like such a potent. I know. So my theory about that is they got super over because this was, I looked it up. I looked up when I, I watched this promo that you sent us and it was in February of 2014. And then... I looked up when True Detective was airing. February 2014. <laughs> it started in January of 2014, uh, and you have the rise of these guys, and it's so rare that in wrestling, something in pop culture is reflected in an actual appropriate time frame. Like, and it's not True Detective two years later. It's, like, happening at the same time. It's concurrent. So, like, Swamp Goth is, like, mm-hmm. very in at this point. <laughs> um, Swamp Goth. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have the... the they're not like full goth yet. They don't have the lanterns and stuff. But like Allie said, they still put a curse on the shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like them as like vacation swamp. When he's in like the Hawaiian shirts and stuff. <laughs> I love that. It I love rules. It. He comes out with a rocking chair. Yeah. The yeah. chair is amazing. Because I'm obsessed with the uh, biological father of the main girl in that wonderful HBO documentary, Mommy, Dad, and Dearest. <laughs> who's like, have you he- seen that? oh if you haven't it's it's a really like good beautiful upsetting documentary as like it is like the the apex of like true crime documentaries it's about a woman with munchausen's by proxy who is like very swamp goth okay yeah well her dad is like a straight up like insanely charming like swamp guy (laughs) but like he's also hot it's really weird he's super hot and he's got like just like the whole swamp thing going and he's just Watching like the white, the early white stuff, I was like, "Oh, it's the Swamp Dad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I obviously like True Detective didn't invent that. I think they right. just, I think they just got like pretty lucky that they had these characters that like were sort of positioned at the right time. But uh, man, yeah, no. If I were watching like during this time during True Detective and I saw that, I'd be like, "These guys rule." I love this. <laughs> they do rule. It's weird because they like are able to sell uh, Bray as like kind of a shepherd, yeah. and that the the other two guys in the Wyatts, uh, Luke Harper and Gallows, yeah. Eric Rowan, Eric um, Rowan are like actually really good, like yeah. really really good. Also, let me just say, uh, Luke Harper very hot. Yeah, I think he's super hot. Um, Eric Rowan's ass was so distracting in this match. I don't know if <laughs> either of you felt like that, but he's wearing that like green jumpsuit yeah. and it's just always there. Yeah. It's beefy. Yeah. He's a lot of meat on that team. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a thick team for sure. Uh, 
But like, I really like, I don't remember the name of his finishing move other than that it's like Alchemist's Kissed. Sister Abigail? The Sister Abigail. <laughs> I don't fucking... I knew it was A. I had A down. This is how I remember. Like I said, my brain is turning to pudding. Um, but his, his the Sister Abigail is like a really fun finisher. Yeah. And also just like a weird like myth around the, the Wyatts in terms of being like, well, Sister Abigail is going to come get you or whatever. And like she was supposed to be like a... Like a like a a leader among them, and then Bray was like speaking for her or whatever. Like yeah, it's, it's like always a cult such a thing. weird, yeah, yeah, it's like Bloody Mary or something like yes. that too. <laughs> and then sadly, it just turned out to be Bray and Drag, and it was like, oh, this is lame. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Did they reveal? Yeah, they revealed her, and it's it's not great. <laughs> this was like pretty bad. recently. This was like far after this sort of high okay, okay. of Bray Wyatt's sort of like actual being menacing, and more in the. Like, cause you know, like Bray Wyatt, he got teamed with like Matt Hardy and they were just like weirdo goofballs and like mostly played for comedy like this year, but you know, three or four years ago, yeah, it was still, it was still spooky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I want to say the Wyatt's theme, Bray Wyatt's theme is a fucking like jam. Oh, that like dark swamp yeah. song. The like, dude, I was like, I hope. At least during this, like, I hope in 2014, strippers in Florida were dancing to this. <laughs> it's a fucking jam. I love it. I think it's really good. <laughs> have you seen a Wyatt match live? Uh, I don't believe I have, no. Because there is, like, something still, like, even in their late days when they were, like, sort of not knowing what to do with them, like, when the, the audience goes, like, completely dark and the cell phones come out and then there's, like, that that drum hits like it's very scary i bet yeah i, bet I believe it a real like experience yeah that's uh, yeah i can i can see that adding a lot to it because it's it it seemed pretty goofy to me. <laughs> it is but it's wrestling and it's supposed to be i really like the general end to this match no one looked weak in this like the way he like tries to counteract like the spirit of Bray Wyatt in drag, <laughs> apparently. Uh, the way he tries to counteract the finisher, like, you can see what they're going for, and I will say that, like, Roman does, does his part super, super well. Right, so you're you're talking about the end of the match where, like, Roman is um, in sort of classic S.H.I.E.L.D. fashion. He's been isolated from the other two guys. No! So he's alone, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he's in the ring, and all of the Wyatt guys kind of slowly come up on the sides of the ring and surround him. Like moss. He, yeah. <laughs> and he tries to, like, fight his way out uh, very valiantly, and, like... It's really interesting to watch this in hindsight because you're like, I can see why they wanted to make Roman a babyface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was great. He was great. Like he's a, that's the tough thing about Roman is that like he wrestles really well. The stuff that he does good is really good. But like the longer you keep trying to have him be the top guy when nobody wants him to be, it gets really difficult and tiring. Right. Um. I the one thing about this match, uh, specifically watching it like back to back with the other one for me was that it's like kind of the opposite, where it's like they don't ever get, like, time to be together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way they don't, like, they aren't able to get the win, essentially. Like, there's that one, like, kind of moment in the middle where they're all kind of, like, being able to beat people up and you have that, like, relief of tension. But then it comes back because the Wyatts get it again and it's, like, actually very frightening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this match a lot. It's They're both, like, very exciting, but, yeah, like, very different sort of dynamics and again I feel like tell a cohesive story of like 
together strong, apart yeah. weak, which yeah, is yeah. very simple, simple storytelling, which I think is what wrestling does best. And a lot of times with <laughs> WWE, they overcomplicate <laughs> things. So like, it makes sense to me that these were like the biggest dudes like in the company at that time. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a really interesting thing to have them like, because like, as far as I know, and I think that this is true, this is the first time that they had ever like fought each other. It was that like the Wyatts were also on top and then had like in the the package, the video package for the match or whatever, like the Wyatts had like ruined an opportunity for the Shield. Mm -hmm. But they have this kind of like weird mirror to their team setup where it's like, okay, here's the main guy who kind of like leads the other two and then they're the best together. And it's like, who's going to come out on top? And unfortunately it wasn't the Shield, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, they even say in the commentary for this of like, oh, they're using their tactics against them. Yeah, like yeah. it's something super complicated. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that this was like a main event on a pay-per-view, to my knowledge. And, uh, or maybe this one wasn't, maybe another one we watched was. But with the Shield... Having, like, WWE seems to really hate non-singles wrestling. Like, they very rarely seem to put, like, six-man tags in, like, a <laughs> position of prominence, which is, like, not that unusual, but it, it was just, like, the fact that you have these two huge teams, like, as far as how over they were, is, like, very interesting to me because when I think of WWE, I think of not the place you go to watch interesting tag work. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It it just feels like it was a different time for the company, right? Where, like, they had a better tag team situation, so they were able to make, like, shows around it, which they've kind of lost sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I still... I mean, I think some of the strongest stuff in WWE is... The, the factions and the groups like I think the New Day like all the stuff with yeah, the New yeah. Day and the Usos is like amazing like I I think they could potentially have good multi-man matches it was just interesting to watch these because like I don't think of these kinds of like big <laughs> pay-per-view matches as having all of these people in them yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's rare to see like a six-man tag that isn't like here's these six dudes who we want to make money tonight right like right. to get the the pay-per-view check essentially exactly um but yeah, to have it like, man, I do really like this match a ton. It's the things that you want out of wrestling, and like, there's the like the goofy swamp people, and there's the the shield guys, and just it's enjoyable. It's just yeah, enjoyable yeah. as hell. Definitely I, something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I noticed in this that at the beginning of the shield's entrance, they have like goofy walkie talkie talk happening. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, it's like they're like. I don't know, Giraffe, Bravo, Shield, or oh, yeah, No, like. it's um, Sierra Hotel Indigo Echo Delta. Oh, okay, so they're saying the Shield thing. <laughs> yep. I get it. Oh, oh so done. Dorks. Uh, dorks. Oh, my God. What do you think Seth like plays as in D&D? Because he clearly plays D&D. <laughs> I don't know enough about D&D to answer that, but... Oh, yeah, I play weird hipster D&D, so I don't know a ton about D&D either, but, like, probably, like, a rogue, like, someone with a knife yeah, and, like, yeah. a hood who steals from people. <laughs> like, he tried being an elf once, but it wasn't tough enough for him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, when you were, like, setting the scene, you said that the Wyatt match was kind of the beginning of the end for the Shield? Right, yeah, so they, they were undefeated, and this is kind of the first time they're, like, defeated by a major faction in a pay-per-view match. And you can also kind of see, like the the shield breaking a little bit which is um there's a crack in it right <laughs> that's like what they used in all of the wwe stuff but um <laughs> we're like i guess at this point dean had had the 
the U.S. champion belt. And then there was a lot of tension between him and Roman. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Seth had to try to litigate because he was the architect who, like, brought them all together. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess it just kind of started the the downfall for them into the the Shield Summit, yeah. <laughs> which Seth calls together to, like, work out all of their issues. I just, I really inherently love a something where, like, you have to drag a fight out of someone <laughs> because they're upset and you know they want to yell at you, but you have to, like, be like, okay, I know you're mad. And they're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. And you're like, no, you, I'm going to make you mad until you yell at me so you can yell at me because that's what you clearly need. Right. And that's just, that. that's me. <laughs> that is me, for sure. <laughs> I like this because I feel like this establishes a theme that we see come back later, which is that, like, Dean needs to beat somebody up and Seth knows that and Seth is like just let it out just let it out beat me up it's fine like yeah. we'll get through it it's like two drunk girls and one knows the other needs to go like scream so we're just going outside yeah. and you're gonna get some air and we'll go to the alley and you can yell we can talk about it like especially because it starts with Dean like talking shit about Seth to Roman and it's like no we should have the conversation you can't talk to me about our third friend like yeah. we have to work this out I like that Roman is just like it's weird to see Roman in this position where he's not like the big dog leader but he's just kind of like i just want my friends to get along <laughs> yeah please he's supposed to, i think he's supposed to read as a leader because he's like a peacemaker but he's really just like guys like, he's a little kid <laughs> he's a little kid <laughs> i feel like again this is to me an example of like uh dean just being a much better promo than the rest of them because like when when dean and seth have this like back and forth it's it's in it's written in WWE language like it's how all their promos sound like it's it's not really the way anybody speaks but I feel like at least to me I feel like Dean makes it seem more like a a person actually reacting whereas like (laughs) Seth is like it just seems like kind of a mouthful (laughs) like there's a lot and again I don't blame them at all the writing is terrible but like I, when I say the writing is terrible, I don't even necessarily mean the story. I think this is like a really interesting thing to do with these guys. But I mean, like the actual words that they have to say oh, yeah, are yeah, very yeah. The dialogue is hysterically exactly. stupid. But yeah. I going back to the concept of like three guys are mad at each other instead of like being like, hey, we need to like talk <laughs> instead of just being like all talking into camera at each <laughs> other. Like we need to have a family meeting in the ring in San Francisco or whatever <laughs> instead were, of just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a family meeting and it's my dad insisting on calling one when everyone was like, no, we just don't want to talk to each other right now. Come on. Um, <laughs> my friend Pat, Pat Dean, very funny comic. Uh, go find him if you live in Austin, he works at the Bellevue Room. Anyway, he I remember telling him I was getting into wrestling and he was like, you know, I can never get into it because I just could never buy that somebody would be like, I'm so fucking mad at you. We'll settle this in Atlanta. He's like, you never get into it. Like it just seems so fake to me. <laughs> I I respect that as an excuse. Yeah. Like a lot. But I mean, <laughs> Dean makes it natural, but like I don't want natural when it comes to this because like none of it makes logical sense. For sure. <laughs> just kind of like we slap me in the like that is actually i have to say the dialogue is terrible that is the closest to like meathead homosexual bonding that i've seen of like hey man we just need to get into a fight and we'll we'll deal with it and we'll be good do you want to do that 
do that hit me hit me yeah <laughs> i feel like it makes i feel like the plotting of it actually is like very human in a way that i don't see in wwe a lot it's it's the word choice and stuff that's weird but like, oh yeah but actually having them like have this weird tension and then like sort of resolve it like i don't know i, I thought it was interesting what did you think about this it's weird because like it um it feels like it would work out right like if you're super into them if you're smart for the shield it's like okay i get it they're good now yeah. <laughs> right? like i've seen them work it out they've done it it's good like <laughs> it's fine and it's gonna be fine they're brothers they love each other right um and i it, it's weird to go back and like think of seth as like kind of the peacekeeper when he's the one who like ends up kind of selling out yeah um but like seeing this sort of like it's an interesting story because it's like so honest in terms of Seth having to be the one who like breaks the tension and then not wanting to do that anymore, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If you get emotionally exhausted, you get emotionally exhausted. Right. I can't believe I'm relating this to the fucking shield. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're worn out after a while, you just have to be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm yeah, right. totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I I didn't really tie that together as like the the this being. I mean, obviously, like, you see the sowing the seeds of dissent and everything, but the idea of that specific character arc makes a lot of sense to me. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the next thing you had us watch, we watched a little bit of the, their match with Evolution, who, those guys are so hard for me to look at. They're, they're all just wet. They're like, so muscly and wet. Like, Dave, and like it's old. in my notes of, like, Dave Batista is just, like, uncomfortably wet. <laughs> like, he has been dipped in several oils. They're all oily. It's yeah. so... I don't like it. I... it. I like Dave Batista. Like, Dave Batista himself, a lot of fun... Like, not the most fun wrestler for me to watch, but as, like, a public figure. He seems nice. Hell yeah, I'm into it. But, like... He's just wet. <laughs> and I don't like it. And I'm like, it's his weird blue trunks with the wetness are like very funny. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like this team is it's all huge men in tiny underwear. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're all just unified by how little they're wearing and how like <laughs> how like bald they are. Like they all have like very close cropped hair. We've talked on this show before about how like Dave Batista and Randy Orton are like if you take a photo of one and like change the aspect ratio on right. it, you get the other. <laughs> yes, and like if you go really hard in your face app filters, you get Triple H. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all like the same, like create a wrestler body, and then you just add like various accessories. Like you add the <laughs> tattoos, you add the the sun belly button tattoo for Dave Batista. <sighs> And you add, um, <laughs> you do like a big nose and a sledgehammer for Triple H, and then you do uh, like a Blue Lives Matter meme for Randy Orton. Yes. <laughs> if you get the machine from the fly, you put a Blue Lives Matter flag and an, like a the only ugly pit bull to ever exist and a buff guy. <laughs> All pit bulls are beautiful. But yeah, so why why did you why did you include this one for us? Well, I, I thought specifically it was important because like this is the start of the end. And I also think that it's interesting in like the night this is the night before that happens. Yeah. Before the breakup, where it's like even the night before, it was so easy to believe that they were gonna be a team for the rest of their lives, right? They like go out of their way to make unity a theme in yeah. this too. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting thing for the shield, especially where like if you look at other tag teams where like 
I guess with like the new day, they're like so personified by like positivity and the music around them. And then the golden lovers obviously have this like flirtatious energy for the shield. It was always just like, we have the energy of any plot to a fast and furious movie. And then the <laughs> thing that makes us wrestlers is that like, we like being near each other and helping each other. Aww, um, so fast and furious though. Family. 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 Yeah. Justice. La familia. That's my Vin Diesel impression. <laughs> But yeah, I, I wanted to include it just so you can see like how much they were decimated by these these three weirdos that like <laughs> I I didn't know that this team existed. I don't know why they got together. I don't know they what all Triple H is being there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, we love cops. Let's hang out. Yeah. Um, Dave had to like swallow that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry to say good. Yeah. yeah. And Tifa Dave Batista. Yeah. <laughs> I I like this too because uh, we've also long been proponents on the show that Roman should take his shirt off. Yes. So we get yeah. we get to see some shirtless Roman and yeah. like yeah he doesn't have Randy Orton abs but like he looks good he looks fine yeah, yeah. he's 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 perfectly muscly enough for WWE <laughs> great back. Well, I noticed because I was like, oh, my God, his shirt is off. I have to like start taking notes and was, like, <laughs> from my pen. Um, but I did notice that like they refused to show his front, only his back. And yeah. I don't know if that just happened to work out that way, but the camera angles were specifically like no belly button, no belly button. <laughs> oh. He and Taylor Swift, like you're not allowed to see their belly button. <laughs> yeah, same rules apply. Um, yeah, like because they get him on the steel stairs and they're like whacking him with kendo sticks and stuff. So yeah, you see his the big weird... beautiful back getting beaten up in a very fetish porn yeah. scenario ceremonial yes. it's almost like i've talked about like weird illuminati messaging on here before <laughs> like it fits right in with like weird illuminati <laughs> like the strong yeah. goat must die so the weird goat can live seth is the weird goat <laughs> you didn't know um and the other goat is sad and that's dean there's something like so sacrificial about it especially since they like yeah. yes. pull his clothes off and then pull him onto a chair or like the you will be the, naked the like step us, things and then naked. just like <laughs> him up. It's yeah, uh, it's it's very intense. Like <laughs> it's it's I don't know. I'm not used to feeling like even when I'm excited about a WWE match, I don't usually have like that visceral like <laughs> like I, I never feel like it's graphic. And like yeah. that to me felt like very graphic, not in like yes. a gore way, but just in a like it's it's very intense to be like watching this happen it feels like art house horror yeah a little bit <laughs> i mean like it's fetish porn is my yeah, amazing yeah. Thing. like it looks like fetish porn to me. yeah yeah especially because it's all the old muscly men in panties doing it. <laughs> it's just a lot it's just it's so to go back to how wet they are uh <laughs> they're so wet that you can like see the outlines of batista like they make but batista's like ripped and in crazy shape but like the way, like, the light shines off of his, like, too shiny body, it's, like, it makes the lines go deeper. And it looks like he's got, like, e like he's in peak that's shape, why they, right? That's why they oil him up, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 to make him look more more jacked. Blech. No, thank you. <laughs> I hate when their hair is wet. I hate it. Keep so, it dry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the night before yes. the big turn. Yeah. So they win. The Shield wins this, right? 
if I remember correctly. Yeah, Roman is spurned on by like the love for his bros. Yeah. Yeah, and he spears him for, yeah. the, mm-hmm. for the win. Yeah, he there's so many like spots in this match that are like Roman acting out of love, I feel. <laughs> and, like I'm it sounds like I'm doing a bit, but I'm not. Like it, he really is like he is the constant rescuer throughout the match. And like he's whenever one of them is peril, he's like, oh, my God, I'm like ready to pass out. But I have to save right. my yeah. brother, my people. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, I think the video's cut off. But like specifically at the end of that match, he like crawls towards them to like hug him at the end. Like Aww. the other two. It's very sweet. Um, <laughs> and it's such a shame that the next night, Seth Rollins. <sighs> yeah. Turns Dash. on him. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing to watch the turn happen because like the last big thing we watched like this was uh kevin owens turning on on jericho right yeah and like that i feel like the crowd was like super loud for and i feel like this the crowd was like genuinely like really upset and like (laughs) quiet and like like not like upset not in a like ah why why are you doing this yeah heartbroken upset the lesson of it i guess if there's a lesson in fucking any of this is like at the end triple h turns to the camera and doesn't say but just mouths i win yeah so it is telling this audience full of people who love these guys who feel like like an everyman like they're not like they feel like way more like an everyman to them and it's them being directly told by a guy who partially runs this company you're never gonna get you what you want. I I win always, and like I get that it's like you know the Triple H character, but like that's the audience. It makes sense why the audience is so so upset of just kind of like you don't get to win, you never get to win. Like, <laughs> yeah, just let them escape. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like an added bit of cruelness to it, like that it was Triple H that did it. Like it's the fact that Seth sold out. Like he didn't yeah. just leave because he was put up with it, or he didn't start a different tag team or whatever. Like it was this person that was in their lives that they had always kind of like been a little bit against. The Shield has made me a bad wrestling fan because none of their matches really matter if they're a heel or a face because they're just cool guys. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's not a bad wrestling they, They'd always have this bit of like fighting against the authority and like not sure. liking Triple H and like trying to put them down or whatever for it to be like Triple H being the guy who was like, I had an inside to your group and I... I broke it is like especially heartbreaking, right? Yeah. It's it's not that like Triple H doing that doesn't just represent Triple H. It represents like all the things that the shield was supposed to be against, right. including WWE itself, because <laughs> WWE, as we've talked about before on the show, likes to subsume their own uh, descent and make, commodify it into their own <laughs> stories, like with Daniel Bryan. So it's like uh, having it be this big tragic thing and having him come up victorious is like very sad. Um, especially like you, again, you have this team that like a lot of tag teams, I think, or factions are built on this idea of teamwork and friendship, but with the shield, that's also how they wrestle. Yeah. Which I think is very unique. I, I think particularly like we talked about in WWE, like I don't think there are a lot of tag teams that like really work like them. So, having it having that sort of theme of like friendship and loyalty permeate not just like their promos and everything but also that very like way that they work 
it's extra sad to break them up. <laughs> and uh, it's extra bummer because as Rachel said, it's like these were kind of like the best these dudes have been, I think. I don't know. What do you think? Do you Are you into their solo careers? Do you like... Do you still follow them? Who's your favorite? What do you like of their single stuff? So I like all of them together, and I like when they sort of all orbit around each other. And I think if I had to, like, give a hypothesis, like, the list that I gave you, especially post the Roman stuff, when you look at their early stuff, it kind of makes sense that their careers are going to keep kind of being around each other because mm-hmm. they work super well together. Like, when I was watching WWE regularly, it was all of the big, like, Seth versus Dean, like, big rivalry that they had and that was some of the best work they have ever done and like with the roman stuff the the time that he was the best post shield was like when he was still a tag team with dean and they were like trying to figure out how to put their lives together after they had lost this person in their life or like or even in the matches where like the the stuff with wyatt is also interesting because like if WWE was able to pull on that history the way that people wanted them to, um, like the the stuff that would be the most interesting about those stories would be like, oh, this is when someone else in the Shield is finally pushed too far, right? Like mm-hmm. Roman is going to have this feud with Bray, and then like Seth is finally going to be like, hey, I'm going to come help you out because we have these history as a team, but that never happened. Yeah. Um, I guess they like they've since come together, and I. I didn't I was so into New Japan at that point that I just wasn't watching um, WWE at all. But like, I think the the stuff that's going to come up with Dean and and Seth now is probably going to be really good because they're just so they're good at bringing that energy out of each other. And that now the roles are reversed, where it's like Dean, you're the one who betrayed me. I'm I'm yeah. curious of how they're going to go with that. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting, and especially contextualizing the turn that happened recently with this old stuff where like I said like in a lot of these promos it's Seth saying like come on Dean like hit me get it out like <laughs> yeah do you like it it happens in the the shield summit and it happens when Seth finally apologizes it like three years later um and then when the turn happens with Dean and Seth, like most recently, it's the night that Roman Reigns announces that he has to leave the company because he has leukemia. And then later in the show, uh, Dean beats the shit out of Seth. And it's very like, (laughs) this man does not know what to do with feelings Mm -hmm. and he needs to beat someone up about it. And to me, that is the best wrestling story. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like not knowing what, not knowing how to deal with your emotions and thus hurting people around you is very relatable. Yeah. Granted, I'm hoping most people don't find it relatable via punches, but <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, and it makes sense with these characters. Yeah. It's cathartic to watch, to, to like, especially when it it's so deep back to kind of see, like, oh, this is what Dean does, right? Like, yeah. I've seen him do this before, and now I can watch it again. I, I've seen a lot of people say that, like, there's going to be, like, seven S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions in our lifetime, and, like... <laughs> That's the truth, but like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Make no mistake, they are gonna be the fucking Degeneration X. Uh, yeah, like the next twenty yeah. years, like we'll be seeing them forever. Oh, they will be on the Saudi uh, twenty forty five. Saudi, show. but Mars, <laughs> uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things you sent us as bonus material was actually something that I can't wait to dive into further on this show. It was a fan-made music video of The Shield together. I believe set to an Usher song, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. 
And that is in terms of examining fandom and learning about fandom. That is the shit I love. <laughs> that is the shit I fucking go wild for. Like, and I'm shocked that it, like, not shocked, but I'm very glad that we have finally reached a point where, like, that is in our supplemental material. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw that and I was like, fuck, we should be doing these all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a good idea. A couple months ago when, like, the Golden Lovers were, like, just back together and I was just getting into it, this, I tweeted from, like, this play account. Um, hey, can anybody, like, make a fan video of the Golden Lovers set to Carly Rae Jepsen's Roses? Off of Emotion Side B, thank you. Um, <laughs> and somebody was like, I don't have that, but here's it set to cry. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> the, the interesting thing for The Shield for me when I was getting into them was, like, all of the smart wrestling fans that I knew really liked them, but they also had like the same agra- uh, uh, exact demographic as like Degrassi fans. <laughs> like every teen girl that I've ever seen at a WWE show while the Shield were together, yeah. or like while Dean and Seth were big, were like wearing Shield shirts or Seth Rollins shirts. Oh, like, I get it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's like that or One Direction. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or it's around both. the same right, right. time. Um, <laughs> And that's such a big thing. Like, I'm glad that I included it and I'm glad that you guys were super into it because I was like, this is kind of funny, but it's also important because, like, I'm not going to be able to send you, like, 40 raw episodes where, like, they make a funny joke back and forth, right? Right. But, like, that someone, like, sat down and put this together and was able to, like, fine-tune all of these these moments and then also, like, like, that's such a success of that story, right? That someone had this sort of reaction to it, that they, like, sat down Absolutely. for yeah. 30 hours to, like, put this video together of them just, like, hugging and then also punching each other sometimes. Yes. Set to an Usher song. I mean, everything should be set to cry, but I do love that it was Usher, <laughs> right. too, because it's just, it's so exemplary of, like, of that moment in time. Yeah. And, like, what, like... I don't really, that's not particularly high in my canon of Usher songs that I like. <laughs> but, like, obviously somebody listened to that and was like, this is exactly how I feel about this. And this right. is exactly what I love about this. And like, this is exactly what I want the world to see about this. Right. Yeah, I think that's what's, like, really interesting about stuff like that. Like, fan-made material like that. That, yeah, it often gets kind of dismissed as as corny or as, like, somehow like incorrect like you're not enjoying it right if if that's how you're enjoying it but like it says so much about the tone of that story and how it resonated with a lot of people and forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth but I think like the recurring theme that we keep coming back to is like these guys are you respond to this story because you like that these guys like each other yeah and we can watch all these wrestling matches and we definitely get a sense of that but it doesn't give us the same sense as a fan video set to Usher of them all having fun. Like that is just as important to understanding the story as the wrestling is. Yeah. And it's not something that is like super, super uh, overt in the text. Like you have to be watching 30 hours of raw to, to really feel that. And uh, yeah. So I think stuff like this is like very important, particularly when we're watching stuff that's older where, you know, we weren't, around for like what the fan culture was at that time it's a very interesting like anthropological like little (laughs) artifact um that makes me really happy that like lots of teen girls are into the shield yeah yeah i like that too well i think we you and i tend to go for things where like a friendship 
where somebody like they 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 have their friends so hard and they love each other so hard that it hurts like we love the golden lovers we love the best friends i would think of a third tag team but frankly those are like the main two that we talk about (laughs) um of just kind of like i love you so hard and i don't know what to do about it and like so the reconciliation is like you lose your mind over it like i can't imagine the pop that they got when seth apologized right yeah i it's it's tough because it's like such an emotional moment for like a WWE crowd to be in where it's like I it's it's the thing of wrestling is in having to imagine people having that conversation in front of an audience right yeah Um, (laughs) but at the same time it's like very honest and it's like especially with so much time passing being like okay I have avoided telling you these words for this long but now I'm saying them Mm, and now you have to get over it yeah (laughs) I will say to Kat's thing too, uh, Dean constantly looks like he's going to cry. So it really, really works. That <laughs> he's in this position. Maybe again, maybe that's why I think he's so hot. I like, <laughs> I love, I love men who look like they're about to cry. It's like a type that I have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who, uh, yeah. One final question before we go for everybody. Uh, fuck, Mary kill the shield. What do you think? Oh, oh my God. I, <laughs> think um do you want me to go i know my answer i know my marry no i don't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you know yours i might okay i'm gonna just do this off the dome because i feel like it's changed throughout their whole like career together but i think that it's kill seth Fuck Roman, Mary Dean. That is my answer. Yeah. That's also my answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like maybe a switch out of like, you were perfectly happy to marry Roman, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Marry, marry Roman. No offense, Seth. But no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just know like Dean is married to Renee Young and they're like really yeah. cute. Yeah. He they're just, adorable. I, yeah. They're adorable. So he seems like he'd be a good husband because. <laughs> Roman, I think, frankly, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he. have you seen that commercial of him with the playing Tea Party? It's really Aww. good. Also, Seth, as previously discussed, probably wouldn't be that bad in bed. Nope, we've, ta- we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, he's just not my. He's not my thing. But I'm really glad we watched this because I feel like I get why he's other people's thing now. Yeah, I get it now. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you so much for doing the Thanks show. Thanks for today. having me. Um, is there anything you would like to plug for our audience? Um, yeah. So if you like really vulnerable performance art that takes itself too seriously, I have an actual play a f- podcast called friends at the table i feel like if you like wrestling you should definitely like uh over the top performance art that takes itself too seriously mm-hmm. so yeah. you should check it out <laughs> and then if you also like to really love things but then have to like constantly argue your morals and be really disappointed i started doing a podcast about connie west this year oh wow, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah okay. something that wrestling fans love to do uh-huh. yeah. uh that is called wow. yeah it's called One Song Only. You can check that out. We were trying to figure out what the best Kanye West song is and then have since abandoned it, I think. <laughs> we might finish it. We'll see. Some, we- some weird stuff probably happened between the inception of that podcast and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry about all the Rick and Morty stuff he keeps doing. <laughs> so bad. Who's making those? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, if you pledge, you get access to our very wonderful uh, listener Discord. Constantly popping Discord at this point. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, we have a great time in there. We do like 
like group watches of stuff. We're doing like a secret Santa this year. Sorry, secret Ooh. suplex this secret year. Suplex. We have a great curse channel. We have a wonderful curse channel. It's a good time. Um, we also have bonus episodes up on there and uh, commentary tracks for matches and stuff. So check that out. Um, yeah, we have t-shirts still for sale. If you mm-hmm. want to get your Snooky Goon shirt. Wearing mine right now. Uh, it's pretty sweet. That's at tpublic.com slash user slash WrestleSplania. All the proceeds for that uh, this month are going to Sylvia Rivera Law Project and Trans Lifeline. So definitely uh, buy one of those. Help a good cause. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, we are WrestleSplania at gmail.com. Uh, WrestleSplania on Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.